This is the Rushmore Show, where it's all about your top four. Your top four. And nothing more. Nothing more. All right, guys. Welcome to the first official episode of the Rushmore Show. So excited for you guys to join us today. Thank you guys for watching. Hey, quick reminder before we get into today's episode is that uh, you should go ahead and follow us on all of our social media platforms. We're on Facebook, on Instagram, just like he's doing right now. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, we're all over the place. YouTube, obviously. Um, make sure you're liking, sharing our videos, subscribing to our channels. Uh, hit the little bell so you get the notifications when we're live and when we're posting new material. I'm very excited for today's episode. I'm excited about all episodes. But today, it's a brand new year. January 3rd, 2022. We've made it through 2021, Kirk. How about that? Man, it was a tough one, wasn't it? It was tough, but it, it seems like, I don't know, it's just like everybody says it, but like every year just flies by even faster. I don't know if that's true or not, but it just, I guess when not you're getting... Not 2020. No, that... that 2020 that was did not fly too fast. <laughs> but 2022 is here. So with that comes uh, our first episode, like I said. And uh, today, we've got some really cool topics to talk about. Kirk, why don't you let them know what we're talking about today? Well, first off, man, we are so excited. We're going we're gonna to try and uh, tailor-made our, our podcast, our, our show, to kind of some, some things that are going on in the real world. Yeah. Or, uh, you know, it's January. It's the new year. It is. So we'll talk about some new year things, yeah. opposed, you know, apparently. And then we're going to also talk about tomorrow. Well, I just found out mm -hmm. that tomorrow is National Trivia Day. National Trivia Day. Do you like trivia? I love trivia. I love uh, you know games that involve trivia questions and things love, like that. I love playing board games. Yes. I love playing any kind of games, yeah. to be honest. And you I like love, going and doing trivia nights. I, I, I go trivia. do trivia nights <laughs> at, you know, the B-Dub. Yeah. Or... You know, just those things, but I just, man, I can remember as a kid watching the Game Show Network. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Classic. Dude, I, like, the day I was sick, and it was just like the, just everything. Isn't everything. it weird that that seems to be the only channel that works on sick days? Is <laughs> yeah. the GSN, right? No whammies, no whammies, no whammies. Big bucks. Big bucks. You know, yeah. looking for a big card or, or <laughs> spin the wheel or whatever. So, I love game shows, but hey, we're going to do what is your Rushmore of game shows. But here's okay. the deal. It's not just game shows that were on Game Show Network. It's any kind of game show. So gotcha. it can be reality game shows. It can be anything. This was kind of the premise. Mm -hmm. uh, contestants on TV mm -hmm. to win money or a, a some kind of something. Okay. So that is the premise. That is the idea. Not just, you know, the big four, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, there are so many ones. Uh, and if you go back to our pilot episode, you'll kind of get some of the gist of of how we form our Rushmores here, but uh, obviously just real quickly, a Rushmore is your top four, right? It's your top four and nothing more. So uh, so there's a lot that are gonna- But here's the thing, it's it. your top four. Absolutely, yeah. It's definitely not necessarily my top four. <laughs> uh, we've talked about these briefly. I don't know if any of ours match, probably uh, for Game Show. I don't think but so. But it's cool. Um, so with that said, there are so many Game Shows that you're probably gonna say, no, that's better. But again, just like you said, it's your top four. Everybody's got their own Rushmore, and that's 
kind of what's so fun about I think, this whole I thing. think my Rushmore is going to be a little different than most people's. Uh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Mine may have a few, but uh, hey, this is what we're going to do. We're going to, we're going to both kind of unveil ours simultaneously, okay, or back and forth. So... So here is our Rushmore of game shows. Let's go ahead and start with number four. Which is Ro Rosie. Which is Rosie. Rosie. Roosevelt. Go back to our previous episode. You'll see all of that kind of stuff. Rosie. But Rosie, my number four game show is uh, Minute to Win It. I love Minute to Great Win It. Great choice. There are so many reasons for this. As a youth pastor. Um, that's exactly part of what I'm getting into. As a youth pastor, I can tell you how many times, I can't tell you how many times I've used Minute to Win It games as our kind of icebreaker at the beginning of service, something fun to do. Uh, it, it works perfectly. Also, I'm more of a fan of the earlier day of Minute to Win It when Guy Fieri was the host. Oh. And if Guy Fieri is a host of anything, I have a, I'm just willing to bet throughout this year, Guy Fieri is going to make my top four of things throughout different things. Yeah, anyway. he, he was inside out a couple times for his... Uh, Absolutely. Uh, place to eat show. the big uh, diners, drive-ins, and dives. Oh, man. He was there. Yeah, he was there. Like under the water tower? And, yep, right there. And the picture's still up at that restaurant, by the mm -hmm. way. That's like the claim to fame. Yeah. Anyway, it's a great restaurant. But Minutes Win It is so awesome, and the concept, really, anybody can do it. Right? You don't have to be an expert. It's not necessarily trivia. It's you know, but those games aren't easy. No, they're tough. They're really tough. And in the, in the game show, they give them a few attempts to do it. Uh, we've used them, like I said, in youth ministry plenty of times. But Minute to Win It, to me, uh, is one of the greatest of the game shows. What do you think? What's your number four? What's your so number my number four, gosh, you know, and we've talked about this. Number four is always the toughest, yes. right? Yep. You're eliminating most of most of the rest of the list. Top yep. three are kind of easy. Yep. And... Um, Everybody kind of knows that I'm, I'm, I'm really nerdy, geeky. I love those. And so there are about five games that I thought of over the course of thinking about this that really nail in kind of this, like, geekdom. Like this, uh, I mean, they even have some of that in their names. And I was trying to figure out which one of that group that I wanted to, you know, say was my favorite. Yeah. And also... Just a little preface, these five only ran for about one or two seasons because there's not a lot of geeks that watch these game shows, I guess. Yeah. And so they didn't they didn't last. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, I ended up nailing out, I was like, gosh, what, do I want to do the one that's about this, the one about that? I ended up going with The Quest. Okay. The Quest, man. It was, it, was okay. a, it was a cool show. About 2015, 2016 it came out. Yeah. It was a one-season shot. Um, and it was really cool. It was kind of like... Uh, it was kind of like Lord of the Rings or uh, uh, kind of like Narnia type thing yeah. in a game show. So there was all these Sounds paid awesome. actors. They're shooting catapults and they're LARPing and all this <laughs> stuff. And all these people get in this, uh, kind of in this mode and they go on this quest. Yeah. And they're going on like King Arthur type quest. They're trying to find the sword or this. And it's kind of like Indiana Jones. Right? They're just oh treasure hunting and they're going through this process. And it only lasted a year, um, but one of the things that I was thinking about when I was thinking about these shows, all of my shows, was I, I, I was engaged enough that I didn't want to um, just watch an episode and then come back another time. Yeah. And just, yeah. The ones that I thought were going to be on my list were ones that I wanted to see from the beginning to the end. I would kind of binge yeah. watch yeah, if you yeah, would, yeah, yeah. to see the win. And that's very much that concept of that show leads into that. You know, it's not like... 
Jeopardy where you can watch episode 397 and you didn't have to watch episode 1. Well, one of the things I, I like about these game shows, or some of the ones I'm picking, is you can actually engage with the character throughout the season. Yeah. You know, unless you're that guy that won like 17 times in a row in Jeopardy, you didn't really engage with any of the characters, any of the in the in the of the contestants. Of the contestants. Yeah, absolutely. So I can tell that your list is going a place where mine is not going, and that's cool. That's great. That's awesome. Again, personal Rushmore is here. So uh, my third, my TJ Jazzy Jeff mm. Thomas Jefferson. Yeah, yeah. Of game shows comes down to Chopped. I love Chopped. Good show. So, Good so much. My wife and I uh, would binge watch that together. If it's on Food Network, they'd play episode after episode, right? After a certain time of the day, it's like they only air Chopped. I don't know. It's really cool. Um, and the premise, if you haven't seen it before, if you live under a rock, or <laughs> no, if you just haven't seen it before, is that there's these chefs who come in and they're given a mystery basket, right? And it's got pig brains and squid ink and rice and celery, right? It's got four things that you're like, they have to make a dish highlighting these four And it's four insane. It's and it's like, the most crazy You wouldn't eat any of those things separately. Never, never. never. And um, what is so fun about Chopped is that they're all skilled chefs, right? They're all, you know, Michelin star. They've got restaurants. They're, you know, they've been classically trained. All of these things. Uh, but when they're given these ingredients, they, some of them are just mind blown, right? They don't know what to do. They're not trained to use these types of crazy ingredients. So I can imagine being on Chopped and the pressure and everything, but uh, Chopped is my TJ Jazzy Jeff. How about you? Good choice, good choice. So uh, TJ Jazzy Jeff. So I'm gonna go with uh, with another show that's kind of in that same world. Mm -hmm. um, I, I really like art, man. Okay. I, like, I yeah. like the idea of art. I like comic books. I like all that stuff. And I just love what I even like watch YouTube videos of just really talented people drawing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and I, I I nailed out Face Off. Face Off. Good so one. have you have you ever seen this? Yes. Absolutely. Face Off. So yeah. Face Off is is about um, it's another you're you're gonna you're gonna ride this journey with a with a bunch of people, a bunch of contestants. They get us full season, and the idea is to do movie style makeup and prosthetics. Yeah. And. Yeah. Uh, and each episode has a theme. Sometimes they're scary. Sometimes they're mm -hmm. fantasy. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they're doing like aliens or whatever. And uh, man, they, they have all these models that come in and uh, they don't know the model they're going to get sometimes. Sometimes they don't know the, the uh, medium they're going to use or um, what type of thing they're going to be at. But uh, the guy that finishes has a wide range of these prosthetic uh, and uh, makeup art artistry. And man, they get like tons of money and contracts. I just love the show. Like I love going back and that's one of those ones that I almost just want to fast forward because I want to see the end. Like I, I love the process, but yeah. I love like, golly, like that's, how did they do that? How did they yeah. do that? Yeah. Right? So that, that's, that's going to be my TJ Jazzy Jeff. Yeah. So you're a big art fan. Uh, Bob Ross, where you, this is I love Bob, 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 you're a Bob Ross. Right, right? Little, happy little trees. I'm just picturing you trees. as Bob Ross right now, painting trees over all of your mistakes. <laughs> just <laughs> put a tree over it. It's good. It'll work. Uh, no, that's great. I love that. I love that uh, show. It was good. Um, it's it's similar to kind of your Rosie, and as far as similar. a little bit off similar. of the typical game show. So my next two that I'm getting into, uh, I think if you were to Google top game shows of all time, these are going to land on that list, right? And, and mm. not only did I, I didn't only pick them for that. Uh, I picked them because I have a personal just memories of watching these things. My number two, my Abe Lincoln. Uh, is who wants to be a millionaire? 
I just getting me. Regis Philbin. Yeah, <laughs> me too. Yeah, <laughs> Regis Philbin is the perfect host in that show, right? And just just his uh, staring at the contestants and questioning them. Are you sure that that's your final answer, right? Uh, using that term, right? Is that your final answer? Like I've used that times in just normal conversation, and it comes from this show. And I, ju I just love that show. My personal story and kind of just memory of it is that my family, we would get together, uh, you know, we'd eat dinner over the, you know, at the kitchen table and stuff. And it was about the time that that show was coming on and we would just watch that show. And it's so intense. And the best part of the whole show, like the first few questions are like, uh, Mary had a little blank. And you're like, okay, yeah, this uh, is easy. This is going to be easy. Uh -huh. Lamb, fish, ox, cow, right, or something, and it's like, well, duh, this is easy, but once they got past a certain threshold and the questions got more intense, you had the, -da -da -da. Yeah. and it, like, the dim lights, and it was just the phone spotlight on the guy. Phone a friend? Phone a friend. I always got the fear of, like, if I was on that show and I called somebody, they wouldn't An answer. answer. Yeah. Like, what do you do? Do you just preface them, like, hey, I'm going to be on the game show. Make sure your phone's You ever watch the show and be like, uh, they, when they, like, pull the audience, and I'm like, <laughs> the whole audience is wrong. You're right, They're right. all wrong. 75% said C. <laughs> no, don't say C. Don't say C. <laughs> yeah, so who wants to be a millionaire? It's awesome. Uh, they did get another host eventually, and it just wasn't the same. I think they had a lady who yeah, was her name or somebody. I don't remember, but yeah. But if you just go back to Regis Philbin, his voice just talking to It's a great show. I love that show so much. Man, so uh, Link. Old Abe Lincoln. So number two for me, yeah. uh, another art show. No, Ink Master. Oh, good one. I like Ink that. Master, dude. From the very beginning, I, I think me and Brittany have uh, binge watched most of the seasons, especially now that they're kind of on rerun mm -hmm. on uh, on on the you know Roku or whatever. But uh, we have watched pretty much every episode. I've seen clips. I love when there's like botched up ones and people come yeah, back. Yeah. But uh, if you don't know the premise of this show, Ink Master uh, is a bunch of judges um, and uh, uh, tattoo artists well-renowned around uh, different parts of the country that you know, kind of apply and go in. Kind of similar to Face Off, yeah. similar to the idea where they get different mediums, different topics, different... I, I, that's just my favorite type of show there when it comes to game shows. Mm -hmm. um, and you follow someone all the way to the end and at the end... You know, the the last episode for that one was one of my favorites because they're in like like it's like a UFC style, like the the theater. There's just yeah. people. Here. They're all doing tattoos in front of everybody. It's Are like, they tattooing like a whole body? Yeah, they're doing like intense, yeah, they're doing like like neck to to yeah. to, to, to heal or, yeah. or like just head was like I, I I don't have a head tattoo, <laughs> but I love watching this. I'm like. Who sits through this? But you know what's um, crazy about that show to me is that even the people who get eliminated from the show. You know, obviously, they're still, like, top of the top in the country and stuff right. like that. But I look at it, and I'm like, I'm, I'm probably still going to tattoo from probably, the guy. Yeah. I, I liked his work, right? Uh, but it is My cool. favorite part is when somebody comes back. Yeah. And they're like, Andy, you screwed up my tattoo. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, yeah. oh, gosh, what are you here for? Yeah. And then they have to, like, reconcile and do another tattoo. Yeah. And you have to, like, I don't know if I could be the, the, uh, the, 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 the person getting the tattoo on that show. Because you don't really get to pick. That's true. Yeah. You only get to pick kind of. Yeah. And that's kind of scary for me. That's like you're going in and you're just like almost giving them full reign. So today is going to be, uh, we're going to do Japanese type art. I didn't want art. that at all. And, uh, 
uh, you're going to get a fish, yeah. and you're going to get the Japanese dog, and yeah. you're going to get a samurai, yeah. and then, oh, you're getting the cow. Wait, 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 yeah. time out. I didn't. I don't get the fish. I, I can't get the koi. <laughs> the dragon. Oh, the dragon. Yeah. 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 So that's gonna be my number three, man. I love that show. Number two, right? Number two, 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 two. Yes. Gosh. All right. So we've made it. Four, three, two, and then we've worked our way up to number G-dub. one. G Dub. What's your number one game? My George, my George Washington, number one first president, uh, is going to be Family Feud. I. Good answer. Yeah, uh, I love Family Feud. Uh, again, it's the trivia. Right? Only with, only with Steve Harvey. Steve, I, mean, Harvey, I like the other ones, but the other ones are good. And, and there's one. people who are going to say, "No, the classic's better." And then there are some that were good. And um, what's the guy that was in Home Improvement was actually the host for a little while. Oh, oh, the the, the, the friend, not, not Tim the Toolman, the other guy. The other guy. Oh my gosh, I can't think. Anyway, he was a host for a little bit, and that was actually kind of cool. But Steve Harvey. Family Feud is taken to another level. Uh, he got the trivia. creepiness, like kissing and all that stuff out the way. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> I'm not sure about all that. But Steve Harvey, when he comes in, but but Family Feud is great. Uh, it's a it's a show that I watch with my wife pretty often. Uh, we love that show. It's it, and then you'll you know you just got to get invested in it. You're like top four answers on the board, and then it's even things where it's like uh, where where it's like uh, you know they have the decision to pass or play. I'm like, what? Whoever passes. Whoever passes, right? Don't pass. Well, you know what? Sometimes there's a strategy in that, and I get it. I love Family Feud. Uh, I love Family Feud for more than just the game itself. Like, obviously, the trivia and the guessing what the audience would say. But I just love mentioning Steve Harvey. The little, when somebody says, you know, let's say we pulled the audience top ten answers on the board. Uh, what is the number one pet to have in your house? And somebody says, uh, you know, Spider Monkey. Right, like, that's not gonna make the top ten, right? But the family is so loyal. <laughs> good answer, good answer. Good answer. That's great. But you can look at their faces and be like, they don't believe that. They don't believe that that's a good answer. And then what makes it even better is when Steve Harvey's look. Oh, yeah. When they just pan, they zoom in. I don't know when he almost falls over the table. Like and he thing. cannot believe this family is doing this stuff. And there's just so much about that show that's fun to watch and it's so enjoyable. There's I also another Feud. really cool part about Family Feud that I don't know that any other game show kind of does this, but Steve actually has moments with the audience. Yeah. And moments even with some of the family that are real heartfelt, yeah. real inspirational, yeah. real... Um, and they don't put that on the show most yeah, so of the time. You see a lot of clips on YouTube or whatever. Yeah, about it. it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's 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 fun. So that's my Rushmore of game shows, and we're gonna wrap up with Kirk's George of game shows. What you got? Probably one that almost nobody's heard of, unless you kind of were there. Almost Again, nobody's heard of your Rushmore for the most part. Yeah, yeah. So I love. Well, you mean people heard of Mink Master and Face Off, I think. But you know, yeah. the first one, the Quest. Uh, you you probably hard to find. But um, I, I really thought about putting. Let me just say this. I really wanted to put Who's Your Line. Uh, Whose Line Is It Anyway? That's a good one. But I, I didn't um, necessarily... Although it's a game show, I don't really target that. Yeah. I love that show, mm-hmm. right? And so I kind of I, I kind of put it outside the list. And, and and I love that show. But So I was thinking, gosh, what else am I going to put there? So I really, really love this show. It, one season, mm-hmm. um, Carrie Fisher was the judge, along mm-hmm. with Gary Marshall. Mm-hmm. Um, Gary Marshall, great producer, director. Um, it was kind of done by Steven Spielberg mm-hmm. in DreamWorks, mm-hmm. and it was called On the Lot. Mm-hmm. But when he won, you get a million dollar contract at, nice. Dreams work, at DreamWorks with Steven Spielberg. Wow. And um, man, it was a cool show. So 
it kind of same premise. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of in that same world. Uh, several people come on, stay for several weeks, go through a list of uh, different ways of doing video. Um, sometimes they had different kind of uh, cameras or different ways to, that they had to edit or, or film. And then they would give them topics. Um, some were short films, some yeah. were long films, yeah. some were drama, some were whatever. And I was just, there was a secret part of me that always wanted to be in film or like be in kind of that kind of stuff and just watching the process yeah. that I've never seen. Yeah. It's just intriguing. Yeah. Like there, it kind of goes with those other four that I'm missing on the back end of my, my uh, Rosie. They're, almost all of them are about a certain process of things happening yeah. that I've just always been interested yeah. in. And you get yeah. to see the back, and kind of like Chopped. Yeah. Dude, yeah. Chopped is a really cool show. So yeah, that's going to be my G-dub. I like it. Because like uh, it. it's my top four. Absolutely. And nobody else's. Absolutely. I guarantee you it's probably nobody else's. <laughs> but no, it's good. Um, might be, might be uh, Carrie Fisher fans. Yeah, maybe Dave Navarro fan. Yeah, uh, Dave Navarro. Tattoo people. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Uh, so that's our Rushmore of game shows. Remember, hey, tomorrow, if you're, I don't know how you celebrate it, do some trivia, right? Tomorrow, right. January 4th, is National Trivia, trivia Day. day. Uh, and that's a trivia question in itself. What day is that? Trivia Pursuit. Pursuit. Trivia Let's do Pursuit, it. yeah. Let's do it, man. So get together with the family, do some trivia, watch some game shows, maybe watch some of the ones, if you can dig up some of the ones you talked about. Yeah. Or, you know, do, watch GSN, do something like that. That is our top four, our Rushmore of game shows. All right, guys. So our next Rushmore that we're going to talk about today. I'm excited. Uh, this, I'm, excited. <laughs> I'm so excited. We were kind of discussing some topics that we want to do. This one um, was very difficult. This took a this long time. This one is the reason we wanted to do the show. This is it. Yeah, this was the first idea. Not just this one. Yeah. But ones like this because yeah. of the way it takes a long time to try and figure this out. Yeah, there's a lot. If you could see the behind the scenes, and maybe we'll put something together like that sometime, yeah. a behind the scenes of the process that goes into forming our Rushmore's, <laughs> it's almost more interesting than the show itself, but yeah. uh, more entertaining. But anyway, uh, so we're start of a new year, January 3rd. We're three days into we're 2020. Introducing. We're introducing first episode. It's the beginning, the beginning. right? So it got the start. The start. How many words can we think about to say this? The no. first. The first. The, the ultimate. The origin. Number no. one. Okay, number one. Um, beginning of the year, it got us thinking we are both very big music fans, right? And, and many so you're musically you inclined. Yeah. I am uh, musically declined. declined. <laughs> and I, but I love music. No, but but yeah, so that's the cool thing. You don't have to be good at playing music to have an appreciation for it, love right? Music, love music. So we love music um, big time. So we thought this. What are the Rushmore? What is the top four intros to a song? Beginning part of a song, and, and and to me, kind of what solidified this for me is that if in the first note or two, I'm taken to a place, like I know what's coming. I, I can hear this from far away and say, that's what they're listening to. And yeah. then I get, I hear it in my head, right? So not just so the whole song. clarify a little bit. Mm-hmm. So it's just the beginning, first few just seconds, first, yes. first. It could even be the first like twenty seconds, but it's like the first fill. Yeah. That first intro. Mm-hmm. It could have words. It could have guitar. It could have drums. guitar. It could have synthesizer. It could have drums. It Absolutely. could have 
choir if you want. But it's got to be that first note, and you're like, boom, you can say it. I'm there. Me and, me and Carson play a game, mm -hmm. and she's like, Dad, I'm going to play you five seconds of a song. Yeah. And I want yeah. you to name it. Name that tune. And name yeah. that tune. And then, that so tune. it's like, boom, boom, yeah. boom. So here we go. We're going to unveil our Rushmore of song intros. Okay. Now, again, this doesn't mean these are our four favorite songs of all time. It, they, they could be they, part of it, but... Yep. The intro is what we are ranking. Here. Also, there are, what we've learned mm -hmm. is there are thousands of really great <laughs> intros. Listen, thousands. we're going to say these. and We're probably going to put a Spotify list together for all the ones that absolutely. were potentially thought of. Yeah, and you can but, look on Spotify. Spotify's got lists yeah, of intros. That's where I did a lot of my research just to make sure that I nailed down my four. But also into that thought process was, okay, it brings you to a place. Mm -hmm. But it might bring you to a different place than it brings me. Absolutely. And so there's a lot of nostalgia, yes. feelings, emotions, yes. connection with some of these. Yes. Bringing you that place that you're brought to are probably really awesome. Yes, yes. So without any further ado, we've talked about this a lot, but it's I'm very excited about this one. So we're going to veil. Here we go. All right. So my Rosie, my number four of my song intro, Rushmore. Is this, and I changed this since we talked. Okay, mm. I changed this since we talked. I've changed mine <laughs> several <laughs> times. Change it back. But my number four, my Rosie, is Metallica. Sad but true. Ooh. Sad but true. Now Good I changed choice. it. I had another Metallica song, and I won't talk about that now. But the introduction to Sad But True by Metallica gets me so pumped up. And there could be, listen, we could do a Rushmore of Metallica introductions. There's so many of them that we talked about. But yeah, he's already in that place. I've delivered him. I've sent him to a place already, right? But it hits so hard. It's so driving. As a drummer, and, and we'll, you know, I mean, I don't know if I've talked about that yet, but as a drummer, it just, as a musician, it, it, it's simple. But it is so, it just brings you to a place. It gets you pumped up, it gets you excited, it gets you ready to mosh, to do whatever. I get so pumped up when I listen to the introduction of Metallica's Sad But True. Nice. So, that, what's your number four? So, music to me is a guilty pleasure. I'll okay. be honest. Okay. There are a lot of music that I like a lot, and it brings me all over the place. Uh, different time frames in my life, high school, college, ministry school, um, whatever, mm -hmm. and different periods. And one of my favorite times was early college years, and I got introduced to a really cool band, yeah. Rage Against the Machine. Oh, come on, come on. And uh, I tried it, so I, I, I could probably put a lot of theirs on here, just yeah. like Metallica, probably could call yeah. them, but uh, Rage, um, so I only chose one so that I could vary my list out yeah. for sure. Absolutely. Um, but killing in the name of. So um, good. So good. I, I mean, just right when it... So, Tom Morello, just the, like the, 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 the chords, he, he makes the, the guitar talk. Dude, I mean, he just, does something with guitar that no one else does. Like I, you can, you know, it's him. So there's going to be a time where we're going to talk about different musicians specifically, and he's way up there. For oh, me. absolutely. And so um, I'm going to go with "Killing in the Name of," 
because uh, it brings me right back to college, thinking about some of the fraternity days, thinking about some of the, and some of those days weren't all good, yeah, but they were fun, and uh, and, and 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 just a real big part of of my testimony and yeah. how things were built, and 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 I just love, I love Rage, man. Uh, Rage was was an awesome band. Uh, it's one, it's on my bucket list of of uh, musicians to have seen, yeah, and uh, I never got to see, so yeah. And what's cool about that song too, and we talked about this, is that. In most song intros, there's like a chord or a an intro. There are about five or six things that are part of that intro. Oh, yeah. Like it starts on the chords, it's all big, and then there's that bass line, it just oh, isolates yeah. just the bass. And then you got the little cowbell. That's like so many things that it, it's like intro one, intro two, intro three, but all and, of it. And all three together. of them could be on the list. Right? <laughs> <laughs> What's your rush for of intros to Killing in the Name of? Right? No, but that is a great one. I love that. I love that song. That almost made my list too. Uh, we were driving up here on the way, my wife and I, my family, we were, we were on our way up here and, and we were listening to that, kind of thinking about intros and that was one that was I thought about for a little while to add to that. But let's go ahead, uh, we're going to move on to TJ Jazzy Jeff, number three. My number three, uh, I mentioned just now when I unveiled my, my previous one that I'm a drummer, I've played drums for close to 20 years now, and um, this song, the intro of it, is just, it's so iconic to any drummer. Right? If you're a drummer who's watching this musician, uh, just a fan of music, you've heard this before. But my TJ Jazzy Jeff of song intros is by the Foo Fighters. It's my hero. Mm. So when my hero Dude, comes in, and, and I'm... I almost wanted to rank it higher because of just what it means to me. Uh, because again, Rushmore's are personal, but um, that song could go down as one. I'm, I'm looking forward to, I don't know when we're doing it, the songs itself, or maybe we'll do rock songs or whatever, of uh, getting into songs. But My Hero could make my, my George or my top four of songs. I love that song so much. The whole song is great, but we're just talking about intros. But when you come in and it's just those drums, if somebody can play just a single instrument and you know where we're going and it's so iconic it can, and it can hit you, it's a very complicated beat. It doesn't, for some people, sound that way, but it is challenging. And uh, you know, when you've got guys like the drummer of Foo Fighters is great, but also Dave Grohl, who is a drummer, um, uh, you know, he's, he's singing. <laughs> There's just so much that's in that. The, the beginning few seconds of that song just bring me to a place. The drums come in, it's like, oh, here we go. We ready. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we were saying earlier, when I hear a song, it's like, there it is. There it is. That's there a there it is moment. That's it. That's it. Whatever that is. So that's my TJ. What you got? All right, man. So TJ, I'm going to go back to another band that you've already named. Okay. Metallica. Yeah, okay. Metallica, which was probably the other one you were flipping off of, I think, maybe. Um, uh, Enter the Sandman. Enter the Sandman. Listen, I was not a huge rock and roll fan uh, going into my high school days. Uh, didn't really start really listening to rock or metal or anything really heavier than my dad's 1950s soundtrack stuff he was putting on. And my dad was an older fella and, and, and he loved his 50s and 60s music. I could quote that stuff back yeah. and forth, everything from you know uh, Poison Ivy to you know Elvis or whatever. 
And so I didn't really listen to a whole lot of rock and roll. Most of what I listened to was kind of pop and hip hop and, and, and rap. And I kind of like that stuff. So uh, Metallica and Enter the Salmon was probably one of the first big metal or rock bands yeah. that really hit me. I, I never listened to them before this album, the Black yeah. Album, which, which we, we talked about caught a lot of, a lot of heat. But I, I liked it because that was the first introduction. So everything before that was different. Not yeah. this one was different than that. And you weren't so, tainted by the previous right. music. Like and so going like, back, I was like, well, that's different. That's yeah. a little different than, yeah. yeah. And, and, and so, yeah. You're almost the flip of what other people exactly, are doing. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So um, Into the Sandman, uh, dude, once that, I mean, first chord. And, 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 and right from that point, it takes you on a journey throughout the whole song. And those drums come in. Oh, yeah. That's good. I did flip from that one. Yeah. That cool. was originally on my list. So, so Metallica. Inner Sandman, that's great. That's awesome. Um, and, and we said, you know, Black Album. You listen to every song on the Black Album. That Every song, the intro. We kind of went down and was like, could be. Could yeah, be, yeah could, could make be, it the list. Could, could make the list. I think there was like one of maybe the 12 or 13 songs that was like, Maybe not in my top, yeah. but boom, but boom, 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 yeah. boom, boom, boom. Yeah, that's a great album. Um, hey, let's move on to Abe, to Link, to Abe Lincoln. Here we go. Number two on my Rushmore of song intros. Let me just bring you back, okay? This is uh, early 2000s, early, you know, mid 2000-ish time, 2004 or five, something like that. Y2K um, failed. <laughs> uh, we all survived. We made it, right? And uh, that, was our, that was our first experience with the pandemic. Yeah, <laughs> right. Electrical, just technical, big fear. But um, I was in uh, I was in high school about this time, and I was uh, I wouldn't say that I was an emo kid. Like mm. I didn't have emotional problems. I just loved the music, <laughs> like, and I was kind of like I was in that scene, right? I was. I was, you know, dressing the part, and I was, you know, I was playing in bands and stuff like that. And my friends were the emo kids and stuff, and I had it pretty well. But, but again, the music was was good, and I think that this song is probably the like if you're trying if you're the Justice League of emo kids and you're trying to assemble all of the emo kids in one spot, this song, very simple intro, but when you play the first note you know where it's going. And that is My Chemical Romance, Welcome to the Black Parade. Mm. When that piano hits in the ding, 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 you immediately are like, I've got to stop what I'm doing. I've got to listen to this song. And it just, from there, it goes, it gets, um, you know, it's awesome. They're very epic, kind of a theatrical type emo band, not a very, uh, obviously they're screaming and, you know, the things that they're talking about or whatever is very emo, but um, but a little bit different than some of the other ones. And it's so iconic, that note, and uh, I think there's like memes online that it's like, you know, mom, it's just a phase, and then that note hits, and then the person's wearing all the gothic emo stuff. Uh, but it brings you right back to that place, and that's what it does for I, me. I love that song. It's a great song. It's it's my Abe, my link of uh, my Rushmore of song intros. What you got for your link? What's up? My link. All right, so my link could... All right, so bring it back. We're going to go right back into high school now. Mm -hmm. We're going back in high school, 90s grunge. Okay. Grunge. Yes. yes. This could easily be number one. Mm -hmm. It could be easily the number one song from the 90s. Mm -hmm. It could be easily the number one uh, the artist or band yes. in the 90s. Yes. It could be the same album cover of the 90s. <laughs> 
Um, There's a controversy with that. There too, is. Right, 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 right. I know. And I'm going to go with Nirvana smells like Teen Spirit. Yes. This song brings me right back, dude. Yeah. Like uh -huh. going back and like grunge was starting in my high school time. Yeah. Like uh, all those guys from Seattle, North, you know, uh, Northwest. Yeah. Uh, they were just kind of like flooding with the flannels and um, and everything, and just being just real heavy. And yeah. It was kind of emotional, but different. Mm -hmm. And um, and Kurt Cobain. Yeah. Obviously, you talk about David Grohl. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, and. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I just really love the song. Um, don't really understand the lyrics at all. I'm not um, sure anyone does. Uh, <laughs> my libido. I mean, I don't understand much of the music, but uh, yeah. I love but libido. man, the intro to that song, the very beginning. Oh, um, as soon as it hits, mm -hmm. I'm there. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm back in high school, mm -hmm. tying a flannel around my, my waist, yeah. and, uh, and 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 wanting to mosh, yeah. right? Um, Unfortunately, it is also a band I didn't get to see, but I don't think, yeah. uh, if you haven't seen them now, you won't. Uh, no. Because, you know, one, the band basically turned into Foo Fighters, and uh, Kurt's gone. So, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and that's controversy about that as well. So, yeah, there's a whole cool. lot surrounding that. Um, so this is going to be pretty anticlimactic. Uh, but here's my George. We're going to move to our George. And my George of song intros is what his link is, is Smells Like Teen Spirit. And I'll just talk about it a little bit more, but it's... Um, as a as a musician growing up, that's one of the first riffs. It's not difficult, but it's one of the first ones that you're like, I gotta learn that one. I want to learn the dan da dan those little chords and <laughs> learn all of that stuff. And then when you move from that, what's cool about the song to me is that it's the drums don't introduce the song, but it like technically right up the first bat, it's the guitar riff. But there are two parts. You could, if we were to have a Rushmore, or you're to you're to Google even uh, top guitar intros to a song, that's gonna make it, right? We were watching a video this week where that's one of the top guitar intros to a song, but then you could do the same thing for the drums. That first drum fill, that Dave Grohl, um, you know, foreshadowing to a to a Rushmore of drummers, one of my favorite all-time inspirations, best drummer, uh, in my opinion. Uh, that driving, just very simple beat that he does, uh, is iconic. I mean, mm -hmm. when you hear that, that just and, and that's the beauty. You know that's what the it's beauty. iconic for a generation. Oh, absolutely. And, and a, a type of music that probably will never even go back to. To me, it, it's you know, grunge kind of came in and and killed off that whole you know glam metal scene to an extent. You know, there's obviously still some things that came from that. But that almost is that drum fill and, and guitar riff is like the shot heard around the world, right? Like that is it. Mm -hmm. That's the nail in the coffin of it. Once mm -hmm. people heard that, they're like, "Oh, well, there's this. Look, this is a thing, right?" Let's even just be real compliment, complimentary to them as well. We could have taken multiple of their songs as well. Oh, absolutely. Just like uh, that speaks. That just speaks, like rage. Just yeah. like. Yeah, uh, the couple of the other ones we mentioned. That speaks so. on just the musicians that we're talking about in general. Just how genius they are. And what's cool about it, and, and most of the intros I believe that we talked about, they're not the most complicated things, right? It's not like somebody started the song with a guitar solo, something crazy. They're pretty simple. But that, you know, like the Black Parade, it's one note on a piano. It's a couple power chords for Smells Like Teen Spirit. Inner Sandman's not difficult. They're very simple. 
But with that one note, what they can do to bring you into a song is just, it's genius, right? Perfect. So what is your George then? So my George is, uh, I'm going to go with what I would think is on, it, it, it's widely probably considered most people or if anybody that listens to rock music, yeah. when immediately when the guitar hits would go, that's crazy, mm -hmm. right? And it's Sweet Child of Mine. Oh. Guns N' Roses. And so, uh, uh, a big GNR fan um, growing up, uh, just really loved a lot of what they did. And uh, they, when, when that song hits, I mean, like, I, I really just, I really wanted to put some other really great guitars mm -hmm, on there. Mm -hmm. I, I just couldn't eliminate some of the nostalgia and some of the feelings that came from these moments. This one kind of brings me, so I have an 80s, I have a 90s, I have kind of uh, like the in-betweeners, the, the college time, the late 90s. So uh, this one kind of brings me back even when I was younger, yeah. right? And I really wasn't even a fan, but I was like, wow, yeah, that is crazy. So that was kind of late 80s, I believe. And um, yeah, uh, again, a bucket list. They're coming soon, yeah. matter of fact. But uh, And I believe that riff, though... Started as a kind of a joke, joke right? a, a warm up, a something in like practice. they were just kind of like messing around. They're like, oh, that's kind of weird, and yeah. then they, they made it into a song. And it took off and it became iconic. It might be their best song, and they are, um, and, and they have plenty, plenty, yeah. but it might be the greatest uh, intro. I, I, I really, I almost eliminated because I don't have such a Guns N' Roses connection as I do with some of the other bands. Yeah. Um, but I just couldn't get it. I, I was like, yeah. As soon as it hits, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. yeah. And, and again, another band that we could go with about three or four. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. So. so there's our Rushmore of our song intros. Hope you guys enjoyed it. All right, guys. We're going to start our last segment of uh, the Rushmore show for our first episode. And we've been doing this little segment called Who's Your George? So it's basically a lightning round, 60 seconds, to see if you can get 10 items. Okay. They're just your George, though. So just as number one, favorite. So George, favorite, top, whatever. The number one on that number one show, Yeah. Uh, the G-Dub. So who's your George? And because uh, it's the new year, we're just celebrating 2022, we're going to go with... Um, New Year's things. Now, New I know it's a little weird. A little weird. Okay. Um, but like, what's your favorite? Think about. So it's like a countdown. Ten, nine, eight, eight seven, yeah. six. Wow. Eight. How did that work? Anyway, that, that so works. It's out. New okay. Year's themed. Who's your George? Who's your George? Or where's your George? Or what's your George? Oh my gosh. Who, what, when, where, why? Uh, you don't have to be like uh, the game show. Yeah. And uh, put it in question form. Good. But uh, <laughs> Good. yeah. Yeah, because I would immediately fail. All right, hey, cool. just so uh, you guys know, I don't know the questions you're about right. to ask. You don't know. You I have no know. idea. So this is not for All right. So that's, the, that's yeah. So this is just spontaneous. Yep. All right. So look, we're gonna start the timer. Hey, just for fairness' sake, when I read all after I'm done reading the message, right? Okay. So as soon as we go. So uh, who's your George of places you've celebrated New Year's? Okay, uh, Gulf Shores, Alabama, fireworks on the beach. Okay, what's your 
George of Memories. George of Memories. Uh, one time, this is real quick, a bottle rocket launched over and it hit our Christmas tree in our driveway and it caught on fire. George of Resolutions. George of Resolutions is, I, uh, go to the gym. I don't know. Go to the gym. Uh, George of New Year's Tradition. New Year's Tradition, watching the ball drop New York. The, okay, yeah. okay. Awesome. So, uh, George of New Year's Meal. New Year's meal. Oh, the cabbage and black eyes. Of Come course, on. Easy, of course, easy. Uh, firework stand item. Firework stand items. I love Roman candles. Roman candles. Um, well, what's your favorite thing that drops? Uh, oh gosh, drops the ball. The ball. The ball. There's a couple of them. Um, campfire snack. Campfire s'mores. S'mores. Twenty twenty one goal completed. Twenty twenty one goal completed. Read the Bible. And 2022 goal completed. I didn't complete it yet, but uh, yeah. I want a journal. I want a journal. journal a lot. Time! On the net! I hit it right there. How good is that? On How, the that is so awesome. So, you want a journal more? Cool. Ooh, I got tripped up a little bit, um, but I did make the minute. That's yeah. good. Yeah, well, you have the, the two, like 2021 completed, and then 2022 goal two completed. Two complete. I guess. Makes sense. All right, guys. Well, that's the uh, first episode of the Rushmore Show. Thanks for joining in. Check us out on all the social media links. You can see all those in the, the, the bottom. And uh, every Monday, we're going to be putting out an episode. Uh, like, share, subscribe. Take this journey with us. And remember, this is the Rushmore Show, where it's all about your top four and nothing more. That's it.